0: And our that last leg of our journey has just taken place. We are on our last final stop along the way to determining whether we will believe this message of Christmas. Whether we will allow our ticket to be punched. You see, for some of us, if you're like me, in my growth into maturity as a Christian, I have found that childlike faith is something that's hard to maintain. There's something about the majesty and the the magic of Christmas, the mysticism around it that that sometimes escapes me. I get caught in the hustle and the bustle. Unlike these kids who would gather around and are still today colouring and thinking about what's going to happen tonight. Most of us are just ready to be done. We fought the traffic. We bought the presents. So those are still Aaron, I'm going to be up until like three o'clock this morning, wrapping gifts and all of that stuff. But you know what? We cannot allow that to steal from us. The joy that is Christmas. We must make it. If you're like me, you go through those things. Can I believe? Should I believe? But the real question is this. Will I? You see, because my, my, my heart wants to. But sometimes my life doesn't show that belief, that faith. I, I want there to be something magical and mystical about Christmas. I, I want there to be something that grabs my heart, that, 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 that gets a hold of me, and yet it, 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 it runs away from me. I, I try and find that place where, where I can enjoy really what this is all about, and I just can't find it sometimes. The simple, some of us are so educated we forget Our experience and our education, sometimes our experience is an education. And we think that because we know this or know that, that this simple idea about the the person of Christ, his coming in a manger, gets away from us. And sometimes really educated people choose to base their their life on other things. Tonight, as you leave this lodge, the beautiful site, we want to say thanks to Mike and his family for making it available to us on Christmas Eve. Are you guys glad we had a chance to come in a place like this? And enjoy this evening. Thank you, for me, But tonight, we have the chance to embark on a journey. I hope tonight some of you will take your children, your grandchildren, maybe your neighbors aside and go, you know what? This is what Christmas is really all about. Step away, maybe from the tinsel and the hustle and bustle and go. This is the simple message that God loved the world so much that He sent His Son. You can absolutely believe that, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Over the last few weeks, we've learned that there that God had a message and a purpose to fulfill. I remember they're in the Roll of Mark this moment. Lead is leading right here. Lead that we God wants us to lead other people, to take an initiative and help this message, this story get along. We also talked about the fact that you can depend on God's heart towards you and that you can rely on God's word towards you and that you should count on God and those he's placed around you. But really the question for this night, not only can you or should you, but will you? believe? We all face challenges where that's concerned. We We all have education. We have experience working in us and around us. It's amazing how many things you can experience and somehow the simple words off the pages of Luke chapter 2 somehow lose their emphasis and impact. But tonight, God would like for it to become real and powerful to you. I'm your conductor on the journey, the rest of the journey, through Christmas, through this time that we celebrate. We, 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 we celebrate not just the holidays. It's not just about Santa and Elves. It's not just about the North Pole. It's not just about a winter wonderland. And it's not just, unfortunately it's not for us. But it's about Christ. Yes. Can we believe? We followed characters on this journey. How the characters who are in the poorest Express are on this same journey. And tonight, we're going to talk about some guys. The last piece of the puzzle. Matthew chapter 2. How they will respond to Jesus and, not, and, and allow the God, the heart of God and His Spirit to speak to their hearts. By the way, I want to say thank you all for allowing me to use that tonight. Thank you very much. To believe or not to believe, that's the question. And in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, I'm gonna we'll try and use these glasses if I can. You read the words, Matthew 2, 1, says this Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the king of Herod. About that time, some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem. There's some characters in this journey we know about Mary, we know about Joseph. We know that Jesus will be the one come to be born. If I don't take these down off my face, I might have a headache when we're done. If I can't see you with these things on But there's a couple other pieces of this puzzle. There are some people. There's a guy named Herod who takes his place in this journey. He's a ruthless monarch. He has probably has reasons to believe because of the land that he lives in, but he chooses not to believe. I read earlier that the the, the title that the, the wise men came looking for, King of the Jews, raised suspicion because Herod had feared anyone who threatened his throne. He was a ruthless monster even killed his own children to protect his throne. This guy was a maniac and a dictator. And he finds himself in this story with an option, whether he's going to believe it or not. Some of you have come today, and because of your experience, you've been mishandled, mistreated, You have people come against you, and you don't really believe if God is for you or not. Herod makes a makes a. Is found himself trapped in this story, and fear keeps him from walking out the journey with joy. He walks in darkness. He walks in gloom. Some of you, as you face the new year, you are worried about what's going to transpire. This year has not been good for you. Things have not gone the way you'd hoped they would. And suddenly you find yourself faced with the story. You have peace on earth, goodwill for men, but not for me. And if you do not embrace the story of Christ, you will find yourself operating in fear, resorting to the old habits, the old cycles, the old things of life. He had nine or ten wives; we're not really sure, and was known for his treachery and lust. Life doesn't change for this man. He just keeps—he finds himself in the story, and he's stuck because he fears. He had natural hatred for the Jews. He did not know God's word, but he—he he, he asked the scribes, "Do you guys know there are people looking for answers about Christmas right now, who are stuck in a life of fear, a life of treachery, a life of lust, and they're looking for somebody to tell them the story?" It will make it all worth it. He found scribes who are just really religious people. Jesus is looking for religious people. He's looking for people who know the message, love the message, live the message. He's looking for people who would take it and allow that message to so be lived through them. But even those who are the most treacherous, those who are the most lustful, those who are the most out to in the darkness will find themselves walking with Christ. Describing the word but did not act about it. Today some of you know the words but you're not acting upon it. You're acting according to the old cycles. You're acting upon what you already know. You're acting upon the things that have happened to you in life. And today, God's asking His Word to make a difference to you. The wise men were both, the scribes did not act upon it, but the wise men were both hearers and doers of the Word. How close the priests were to the Messiah, yet they did not go today. Like Henry, like these and three some of us are sitting here and we know the story and we're only here tonight because somebody invited us we're only here tonight because we got a, we, we a shit that we're heading off to here in another few minutes and, shh, and we're not acting upon what we know it can change for you there's some other guys in this story let me say this parent's life was cutthroat oh he, he lived to make people happy he had the roman government hanging over his shoulder all the time they put him in place they could snatch him out at any moment. There were people under him who sought his position. So he'd have them killed and all sorts of things. And he was just watching out for himself. He had to, he had to be ousted or be killed or be—or do both. He chose to respond of fear, not faith. He believed enough to respond. He did something because he heard the story. But not enough to really act upon what he heard. Not enough to break loose of the chains. Not enough to allow this message of Christ, this message of Christ to make a difference for him. He would resort to murders because he was scared to allow the Lord access to his life. Some of you sit in services on Christmas Eve. Some of you sit sit in churches three or four times a year. Some of you sit in churches all year long and you're allowed to, you're you're fearful to let God really have access to your life. Tonight, he can change everything about you if you just let him. There's these wise men. Check these guys out. Wise men from the Eastern lands arriving. Here's what we know about these guys. They were intelligent. We know they were educated from the East. These guys weren't even a part of the covenant. They weren't even supposed and here they find themselves on this journey. They knew enough to recognize something in the stars that was brand new. They were very smart. They had reasons not to believe because they could figure it out and scientifically reason things away. Yet, these men chose to believe. We don't know how many they are. We know they bought three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But we don't really know how many there were. And they journeyed from afar. They chose to take it to the full route, to cost themselves things. They chose to make a difference. Let's read one about them. In verse 2 it says, they came asking, where is this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it arose, and we have come to worship him. Wow, those are amazing words. We want to see. They came seeking. They were truly wise. We want to see him. They said. We've come for a purpose. Tonight, if you don't get anything out of Christmas, find him. Seek him. Don't just seek the mistletoe and the holly. Don't just seek the presents under the tree. Children, teenagers, don't just wait seek him if you find him on this Christmas journey during this Christmas Express you will find all that your heart desires seek him they were observant we saw this star they knew it meant something they were, were paying attention you want the scriptures even to tell us they knew things about the Bible they knew that there was this thing prophesied and they though they were not believers in this covenant that we get to enjoy they knew enough to act upon it. They were observing. You know, I wonder how many times all of us are trying to get through life and God's throwing stuff at us, especially during these seasons where just the right songs on the radio or just the right movies playing on the TV or whatever. And we God's trying to get us to pay attention and we miss it. I wonder how many other people kind of looked up and thought, you know, something in the sky looks different tonight. They were the ones who got it. I wonder how many of us thought something is in the air. And while the resurrected body is moving around, going about their business, something's captivated us, captured us. I wonder. They said, we have come to worship. Today, if you will seek him, if you will observe what he wants you to observe, if you will make the decision on this Christmas Eve to be a person who will worship the risen and living Savior, everything about this story will be different. Everything about your experience will be different. Everything about what you know will be different. I'm just the conductor today. I can only help you get on the train. I can't make you enjoy the services. I can't make you enjoy the hot chocolates. I can't make you enjoy the journey. I can just show you how to get along. The rest is up to you. As these wise, truly wise men came. I no wonder to not how many of you are truly seeking. When how many of you are observing what needs to be observed? Is it all hat to you? Because there's a funny thing in this story. Where can I right Let's hear something. In the story, the Polar Express, this boy can't hear the jingle of the bells. When he makes the proclamation that he believes, what he could not hear, he suddenly heard. He gets home that night from the journey, and he finds the bell that he is been given as a gift, laying underneath the tree. He rattles it he can care. The funny part is his parents pick up the bell. His mom rattles it in the ear and tears. Oh, what a shame. It's broke. His dad rattles it. Damn, it's a shame. I wonder how many of you sitting out here can still hear the music? Can still hear the jingling of the bells? Has it gotten away from you? Has it escaped you somehow? You see, because these guys made a proclamation, they were going to believe. We have come for the purpose of worship. I I want to punch your ticket tonight. I want to punch your ticket. And kind of set the stage as we close. I'd like for Thomas to play a clip for me. I want you to think about your ticket has been punched or Time for you to believe these wise men. The, the story was, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped at the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. And I love that exclamation point. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and they worshiped him. And then they opened their treasure chests and they gave him gifts school frankincense and when it was time to leave they returned to their own country by another route for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Harry he made a decision this young man this clip to believe before his ticket was punched the wise men made a decision to believe they were determined to worship before they got to the end of the journey and I'm wondering if you all have your ticket punched? Have you made a decision that amongst everything else that's going on, you will worship the risen Savior, the living Christ, the one whom this message, this Christmas idea is all about? I'm wondering, will you allow him to guide you? The visit of the Magi indicates that Gentiles will someday worship the King, which we all get to be a part of. They're experiencing a good lesson in finding the will of God, they followed what God had already given them. They confirmed their steps by the word of God, and they obeyed without question, and he led them each step of the way. Hmm? I want you to know something? They went home another way. Anyone who comes to Christ cannot go back the same direction they came from. Anybody who has this interaction with this baby born in a manger who would die on a cross who would, who would be raised out of, raised out of the tomb and they would ascend to heaven and sit beside the Father that is coming back today, day cannot go home the way they came. You cannot have interaction with this person of Christ and be left the same. Will you allow Him to guide you? Will you take what you already know and begin to walk it out? Will you allow His light to guide the path? Will you regain the magic? and the majesty and the mystical connection of the season by bowing and opening your treasure. You know what your treasure is? It's your life. You have nothing else to offer but your life. You can't put enough money on the offering plate. You can't put enough things. You can't do enough good things. You can't be charitable enough. You can't buy enough extra gifts for other people. You can't. But you can come to Christ and find that he is everything. And you open your treasure, which is your heart. Everything can be different. Will you allow your path to be altered? Will you keep keep going the same cycle as you've always lived like Herod? See, the wise men went home a different way. Herod went home the same guy. The scriptures would tell us in verse 16 and 17 of Matthew chapter 2, there was a sound of weeping in Bethlehem because Herod resorted to his old tricks and he had young babies, male babies killed that night because of his fear and his anger, nothing changed. So let us hear this story year after year after year. And we think that it's that it's just a story. It's a fable. It's like Aesop or something. It is not. It is truth. It is fact. You know Bethlehem exists. You know Jerusalem is real. You know because the writers of the Bible give us explicit instruction that who was governor of Syria. Quirinius was governor of Syria. Who was the, 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 the king of of Judea was Herod. We know all those, those facts line up. It is absolutely real. Now the question is will you allow it to penetrate your heart? Will you allow it to make a difference? Will you allow Him to invade As we close this evening, I'm going to ask Patrick and the worship guys to come back up. We're going to share one more song today. I want to encourage you to take this chance. And do what those wise men did so many years ago. I want you to open yourself up to Him. If you don't know Christ tonight, some of you are sitting here, and you've never responded to Christ, you've never given your heart to Him. Let me explain something to you. Christmas will never be Christmas until you grab a hold of the person of Jesus. It doesn't matter how many silver bells ring and it does not matter how many presents you purchase and how many bows and how many things else are on there. It will not make a difference. It will not make a difference unless you embrace Christ. He died. He came so that you could live. He died so you could. He lived so you wouldn't have to die. And he's coming one day. And this Christmas can be everything different. You know why? Because you stop playing the game and you become a part of the real thing called life that Christ gives. You can jump on the train, the Christmas Express, and find yourself at the end of the journey, staring at the person who is the focus of the dreams, the focus of your eternity, looking him in the face. If you don't know Christ today, I want you to do something with me. I want you to consider bowing before him with your heart. I want you to say, Jesus, I believe in you. And I want you to make a proclamation of faith. As we sing this song, I'd encourage you guys who are following Christ and you grab the message of Christmas. As we sing this song together, I want you to look at the person on your right or your or your left. I don't want you to presume that they know. I don't want you to presume that they got the message down. I want you to ask them, can you hear the jingle of the bell? Can you really hear the music? And you grab the hold of it. Are you on the train? I want you to bow your hearts and your life before the person in Christ. Amen.